Oh god, I don't know how I'm going to explain this to him. I kind of hope he doesn't answer. Hey, yo, what up, Nathan? Uh, uh, hi, Jimmy. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm good, man. What's going on? I just got back from work. Uh, everything all right? Uh, yeah, I'm just like, have you just have you got a couple of minutes just to have a chat? Yeah, yeah, I just, I just got home just enjoying a beer and, you know, hanging out. Yeah, um, so, uh, you know, we did that really, um, really brilliant podcast uh, yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah, you yeah. You remember that one? It was really, really funny. You, uh, we talked about Maria losing her baby because of Seth Rollins. And uh, it was just, it was really, I, I really had a great time. And thank you for giving up your time to do that. Um, oh, I, just, of course. I, mean, really, I really appreciate it. You stayed up and, you know, you did, you know, you were... You were great last night too. I, I mean, are, do we need like music or something for the for the intro? Um, like I don't know how to. I, uh, I, I hope you're sitting down. Are you sitting down? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable. Oh, okay, good. Um, like uh, we we lost the episode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What what, what do you we, mean um, lost the episode? Well, um, you know, we put things into editing, and it has to go through various things. But um, we, it, it, it's gone. You're, you're fucking with me, right? No, no, we, um, like the audio breaks up, and it was, it was really funny. Like you were on top form, and um, oh, stop, stop! You were funny. Yeah. You were great too. But I mean, yeah, but, no, but we, it's gone. No, it, it, no one's ever gonna hear it. But um, so the other reason, like you, whilst I've got you on the phone, we could always just do it again. I mean, I don't know if we're going to be able to recreate. So, I mean, we were watching, like, I mean, we we had Raw going on last night, and well, that's a good thing because on Mondays they've got Raw, but on Tuesdays they've got SmackDown Live. Yeah. Why don't we just do a podcast not related to SmackDown Live? What do you What do you mean? I mean, let's make our own SummerSlam. Ah, uh, yeah, all right. Yay! <laughs> What's going on, everyone? My name is Nathan, and welcome back to Rogue Opinions. It's a sad, somber day because two days in a row, I have to talk to the wonderful American Jimmy Baxter. Jimmy, are, are you over the loss? I mean, I'm sure part of me is never going to get over the the loss, but uh, you know, and we're we're here to we're here to do the work. So, you know, hi everybody. Uh, it is a, yeah. it is a somber day. It is a somber day, but we're here to push through and. We're going to come up with our own little SummerSlam card. We are, yeah. And we're also moaning about things that people can't hear. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, no one's ever going to hear it anyway. So, But you sound a lot better today. Like, not as in you as in the person, as in you as in the connection to your voice through the internet. Yeah, yeah. Same same thing on your end. I mean, it, 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 we're already not cutting out, so it's a good, uh, it's a good start. Yeah, we can hear each other. Yeah. <laughs> That usually helps when you're working, you know, in an audio format that you need to be able to, you know, hear one another. 
Exactly, exactly. And uh, so Tuesday is here. Well, it's now Wednesday for me, given time difference, uh, which basically means we're going to create our own SummerSlams. Um, we're going to do that using the old format of making shit up on the spot. <laughs> I'm all and about that. Because we decided we what we did was we talked about the actual SummerSlam card yesterday. And we decided that since WWE has gone to the effort of confirming 12 days out from the show, seven singles matches with one stipulation, which is loser leave town, but the others are just singles matches, that we're going to put in far more effort. And we're going to build the show from the pre-show panel all the way to the end. Because as you know, Jimmy, I know you love a pre-show panel. Oh, I, I live for a good pre-show panel. Well, at my, my SummerSlam, uh, the pre-show panel consists of Charlie Caruso, obviously, hosting. Yeah, we, we can agree on that for sure. We, we, can, we can agree. And the three guests, I've got Ahmed Johnson, <laughs> Mick Foley, and because in still in my SummerSlam universe, unfortunately... Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the modern-day Maharaja is injured. It's Jinder Mahal. Okay. All right. That's not bad. Panel. They're going to break down all the action. They're going to give you some real ESPN-like insight for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> if Amy Johnson can do two hours without tearing an ACL. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But we'll, um, find, we'll find out. And uh, I think it's just going to really go down well. I can see them keeping up with the action beautifully. I think the trouble is, I think Jinder is the one that's going to have to weave it all together. Oh, he's the anchor. He's like well, he's Mick Foley. The... <laughs> like bless Mick Foley. He 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 usually can't remember what town he's in. Uh, yeah. Ahmed Johnson, I don't know what condition he's in. Uh, so really, it's going to be Charlie Caruso and Jinder Mahal for two hours. Heaven help us. Uh, who's on your pre-show panel? My pre-show panel is, of course, Charlie Caruso. Um, and then Shawn Michaels. Nice. And just for, you know, shits and giggles, uh, why not, you know, just... Uh... Carlito? Fine, yeah, Carlito. It's, uh... a, it's Carlito's way. It's Carlito's way the whole way at SummerSlam because he spits in the face of people who aren't cool. Pretty much. Like, and he just has a giant pyramid of apples in front of him. Oh, he's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He's just slowly working through. So at the start, you can only see his afro. <laughs> he's like the guy from... Did you guys get Home Improvement over there in the 90s? We did, yeah. Yeah, remember the, the next-door neighbor, Wilson? Yeah. That's that's what Carlito is, except it's apples instead of a picket fence. <laughs> but yeah, and then, like, as the Cruiserweight title match, which I presume is on the pre-show... <laughs> not not on then, my SummerSlam. Then you can finally begin to see his features because he's eaten so many apples. <laughs> who's the third, who's your third person? Uh, oh, Shawn Michaels. Gonna... Yeah, Shawn Michaels, Charlie Caruso, and Carlito. Oh, you just come for a three-person panel. Oh, beautiful. Why overstack it? I, because also Sam Roberts isn't going to be on my show. Um, the only nice. place, the only place he's going to be is like in the crowd, and they cut to him for like a split second, and then somebody throws a beer on him, and he like whimpers like a girl, and then they have to cut the camera. Uh, he is actually on my show, but I, I well, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. 
Because obviously the, the pre-show is going to be two hours long, obviously, because it's WWE. I'm not going to mess with the universe that much. So yeah, my um, pre-show actually opens with the, I, I presume they're still called the Viking Raiders. Are they still called that or have they changed their names again? I think they're the Viking Raiders still. I, I hate war, them. I'm just going to call them War Raiders. Okay. okay. So I've got, I've got War Raiders um, in a two-on-one handicap match against Sam Roberts. Oh, fuck. and they're, they're gonna get they're gonna get six minutes. Um, there's gonna be no ad breaks in the middle. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm opening SummerSlam with: is the Viking Raiders or the War Raiders or the Viking Experience. Sam Roberts is gonna get a real experience. I mean, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Like he's gonna get two hours of training beforehand by Brian Kendrick, and then he's just gonna be sent out there. And uh, yeah, so that's how my SummerSlam opens. How does yours open? Um, mine is going to open with the Raw Tag Team titles with California. Those guys defending against the Revival and the Usos. Uh, just because it's the pre-show. OC, you're going to win. Yeah, It's the Raw Tag Team titles. We both went in a real different direction. Oh, yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> so um, at this point in my SummerSlam... Oh, sorry, who wins your match? Oh, the OC. Yeah, obviously the Viking Raiders win mine. Pretty yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, Pretty yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting Sam Roberts to stand tall over the fucking the yeah. these two gigantic individuals. Yeah, it's also a first blood match, if I've not mentioned. Oh, you haven't, but now I'm way on board. Because, <laughs> because I don't know if you've noticed, but Sam Roberts, as of late, has had like a seven head, because uh, his hair is escaping from his face. Yeah, um, he really needs to give up on that. Yeah, I don't know. He's got he's got the whole Gallagher like poof going on. So, so true, so true. So back to the pre-show panel at this point, and twenty-four-seven uh, champion Maria Canellis and baby um, turns up to do like sort of an interview, hyping up uh, just kind of what she's up to these days. Uh, talk about how she's a twenty-four-seven champion, and that's where Ahmed Johnson strikes. <laughs> And he, he Pearl River plunges Maria Canellis to win the 24-7 championship. That's funny because on my... Oh, that's insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it took a second to fully register. Like just processing Amit Johnson. Because on, plunging. on my pre-show, uh, I also have Maria Canellis coming out, but she's led out by R-Truth holding a gun to her head. Um <laughs> And he's informing her to hold the microphone to her mouth and say that she's vacating the title uh, because he can't, you know, he can't like uh, like accost her in any way because can't have the woman lose the child on television. So, like, I mean, you could, but we're not in 1999. Uh, we're, we're only on the network. Um, but I, ju- I literally just thought of this and I think this is great. He's just he's just out there like, fucking tell him, tell him, bitch. And she's like, I'm, I'm vacating the title. I'm vacating the title. Oh, my God. Please don't shoot me. And he goes, I, I now hand me the belt. And the second he gets the belt, he like pulls the gun away and he squirts her three times in the face with uh, ketchup because he has ketchup in the gun because he's insane and he's R-Truth. And then R-Truth has the 24-7 title back. Uh, so we both got him very like we've gone with kidnapping and threat of murder and attacking a pregnant woman. <laughs> Uh, a Pearl, Pearl River plunge is more than just an attack. It's like dropping a nuke on a pregnant woman. Well, that 
it's what you do for the title, baby. Yeah, you know, you got to get that gold. Yeah, so at this point in the pre-show, um, Ahmed Johnson vacates the 24-7 title due to injury. Of course. Yeah, and he's led away to go get assessed. And he actually just does his meniscus, unfortunately for him. So the title's now vacant, and that's when Charlie Caruso, mid-sentence, kind of looks sideways, sees the title just there, grabs it, and Charlie Caruso's now the 24-7 champion. So that's exciting. All right. Um, then we go into the match. It's obviously the two. It's obviously the cruiserweight title match because it's the pre-show. Mm-hmm. And unrealistic. And it's just Drew Gulak versus uh, Chad Gable. Oh, and they're going to they're going to get they're going to get 19 minutes exactly. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. I have no no uh, no disagreeing with that. Well, there's obviously there's also a lot of fuckload of adverts and some interviews and shit. But this is what leads us into the main show. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go sensible. I think I'm going to go. I'm just going to go sensible. Chad Gable, Drew Gulak, 20 minutes. Okay. Um, my other match on the pre-show is the SmackDown Live Tag Team Titles because this is how much WWE values tag team wrestling. Uh. <laughs> And it's the New Day versus Heavy Machinery, and they get, like, I don't know, fucking seven, eight minutes, whatever, and the New Day win. Um, you know, that's it. <laughs> because because I'm trying to be a little realistic, because, like, I have a match on here that's, like, really not realistic, but, like, it would make me very happy. Um <laughs> The man, sorry, the man who just said R-Truth leads Maria Canellis out with a gun to her head. <laughs> because you don't fuck with I'm R-Truth. trying to be a bit realistic. <laughs> I, you don't fuck with R-Truth. Listen, they had a whole angle for years where he spoke to an imaginary friend named Little Jimmy. Okay? Oh, fuck. If Little Jimmy doesn't win the 24-7 title before R-Truth retires, I'm going to be so angry. Him point and the, the title is just sort of hovering over a prone r-truth and carmella's like crying and she's like why little jimmy why and then it cuts oh, back no to- i hope because r-truth's obviously the idiot i hope like that's his character um i hope carmella's just hiding behind a door with like a fishing rod and she's just got the title on a fishing line and um then like some voice modifier and she's just saying it's little jimmy and the title's now his fuck everything i said like maria canellis loses the title through just she has to go and be a mum and ahmed johnson never wins it carmella now wins it through little jimmy on my show yeah she she tricks archer into believing that little jimmy has now pinned yeah and taken the belt from him that's even better yeah that is actually really good (laughs) if wwe if you're listening if you don't do that yeah that's another free one that's another free one you can have that guys you can have that um so leading into my main card pyro is back and just so much pyro uh, because they've got like two years to make up for so they use all the pyro that they would have used in that two years which does mean there's no pyro left for the rest of the show Uh, but just pyro and pyro and pyro uh my commentary team i'm just gonna i'm gonna be serious for a minute to quote lance storm um i'm just gonna have a three-person commentary team that doesn't change throughout the night. And I'm just going to have Michael Cole. Um, I'm going to have Nigel McGuinness. And who else? And I'm going to have Corey Graves. And oh, you, yeah, can't, you, fr- you can't forget Corey Graves. Yeah, I've got Corey Graves, Michael Cole. Because Michael Cole is kind of like as much shit as he gets. He's the glue. 
And then he has a Corey Graves and Nigel McGuinness. Like, I was thinking Maro Ronaldo, but then, uh, uh, I don't know. But that's just going to be my commentary team. And the first match of the night is the IC title, and it is going to be Shinsuke Nakamura v. Ali uh, v. Buddy Murphy. Wow, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not fucking around. That's exactly the same Intercontinental title match I have. Oh shit! I've given, I've, um, I would say I've written it down, but I've just made it up and I've not written down anything so far. <laughs> I wrote, him, I wrote out the whole him. card just before we started. Uh, is that the same as you? Started. Oh, I'll change mine. Fuck it. I'll have Shinsuke Ali and a debuting on the main roster, Pete Dunne. Okay. Uh, and they're going to get 22 minutes. Awesome. To open Summer Slam. Because it's going to be like nine hours long. So. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Shinsuke is going to retain. Uh, okay. And yeah, that's that's my that's my opener, Icy Title. What have you got? Uh, the opening of uh, my show is just that as they're doing the introduction, you get like a look, uh, you know, a look at the commentary team. And of course, it's you know, uh, the, the multiple commentary teams that they have. So out there first is, uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves and Renee Young. Tom Phillips is also like at the table next to them with Byron Saxton and whatnot. And while they're all trying to do their little introductions there, Drew Gulak's music hits. Um, he comes out with a microphone. He tells them to cut his music. He's pissed off that he had not, he's not been given a challenger for the show. And he's just shit. Everybody, he is shitting all over on everybody that we have to sit here and we have to watch some other some other people come out. And meanwhile, this guy, you know, I can't have a title match. Meanwhile, I've earned it. Pete Dunn's music hits and Pete Dunn comes out to challenge for the WWE Cruiserweight title. Um, they go they go like 20 minutes and it ends uh, with a double count out because I don't want Pete Dunn to lose. Andrew Gulak has to hold the Cruiserweight title forever forever hopefully that'd be really good yeah and that's 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 the uh the the match that uh is like way out of the realm of possibility for me everything else is kind of like well isn't pete done on takeover so i mean it's not completely unrealistic yeah yeah i mean he's there so um so yeah at this point i just want to recreate one spot that's no i don't know if anyone else is going to remember this but obviously, Carmella is walking backstage with a 24-7 title. Uh, she's about to walk through a door where the door gets slammed in her face. And she falls over, gets pinned, one, two, three. And Christian is the new 24-7 champion. I don't know if anyone else remembers Christian slamming the door and I think Molly Holly's face to win the hardcore title at WrestleMania once. Oh, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I just want to really recreate that moment. And I'm sad they didn't do it on Raw Reunion. So, Christian... Of all people is now my 24-7 champion by slamming a door into a woman's face again. And there we go. And that's it. And that leads us into match two. Match two, I'm just going to put the women's tag titles in at this point. Um, I don't mean to disparage them, but they've on any show I've watched, and I've not watched many since WrestleMania, but I've not seen them other than the... I've seen the Iconics be hilarious. Like... And they do that, but I've not seen another match. So I'm just going to do the Iconics v. the whatever Kyrie Sane and um, Asuka are called. What are they called? Kabuki the, Warriors. The fucking Kabuki Warriors. Yeah, and I'm going to have the Kabuki Warriors win. 
to get some uh, just so because I think the iconics are probably they can the iconics can eat a loss, so they're going to win. But then, as they're celebrating, they're going to get attacked by Jessamine Duke and Maria Shafir, the other two horsewomen that aren't Shayna and Ronda, and just get beaten the piss out of. Um, out of nowhere, they're going to come out the crowd, attack them, lay them out, go to the back. Uh, but the Kabuki Warriors are the new tag team champions in my little fantasy universe. Um, I also did book at one point the uh, the women's tag team titles, Iconics versus um, Kabuki Warriors, but they just murder them in cold blood in like two minutes. They just destroy them, take the titles, and fuck off. Like, that's it. Oh. oh. Well, what's your match two? Uh, my match two is um, actually it's um, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, on Raw, the in my little fantasy universe, um, on on Raw the week before, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross come out and just start running down Bailey and Becky Lynch, who come out to defend themselves or whatnot, and they uh, just sort of finagle their way into uh, uh, title matches. So back to back, we're going to get the Raw and the SmackDown Women's title matches. Uh, Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss, they go one-on-one. Becky Lynch uh, keeps her belt uh, due to disqualification uh, because Nikki Cross gets up on the apron and the referee just throws the match out. Bailey loses her title to Nikki Cross, though, which then starts the dissension between Nikki and Alexa, leading into other shows in my little fantasy universe that won't really continue after this show. So, But that's where that's going to go. That actually sounds really good. I yeah, just really like want to watch both these shows back to back at this point. <laughs> I mean, and and we're not even we're not even like halfway through. No, we're two two matches in and a twenty four seven title change. So match three for me uh, will be <clears throat> the best in the world. Lacey Evans taking on Becky Lynch and she wins in 50 seconds to become um, the Royal Women's Champion. So wait, then, and then in, in your universe, the um, Extreme Rules match didn't happen where she can't have a title match? I don't know what you're talking about. Didn't think you did. Never mind. Carry on. So, uh, yeah, Lacey Evans becomes the Royal Women's Champion uh, by beating Becky Lynch. And uh, she does it with a curb stomp, obviously. Um she actually does it with a curb stomp, picks her up, hits a really stupid high knee that definitely wasn't stolen from Kenny Omega. Don't shut up. He's the best wrestler ever. He's got a really big bank account. And uh, then he hits a pedigree. And then, um, yeah, then she wins. Uh, Lacey Evans is the new Raw Women's Champion. Okay. And that's, uh, that's my match three. And I'm not going back on it. All right. So don't try. Wasn't... Wasn't gonna, was it? This is your universe, man. I'm just living in it. Um, my next match is uh, a match I kept from the real world. Uh, Finn Balor versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, they, uh, they come out. Uh, Balor is just regular smiley Balor or whatnot. And then The Fiend just sort of appears in the ring. Uh, they fight back and forth for a little while, but then Bray just demolishes him. Hits him with the sister Abigail, picks him up, and then just chokes him out with the uh, with his other hand. He chokes him out with the uh, the mandible claw. 
Um, after the match is called off, he refuses to let it go. Referees are trying to stop him, but then the lights flicker on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. And then when the lights come back up, they're both gone. Uh, the next night on Raw, we do see a Firefight Flunhouse uh, with Bray Wyatt. Um, you remember this from the show that no one's ever going to hear. I, I described this last night, but uh, yeah. uh, on the Firefight Flunhouse uh, that I can't seem to say the right way, the Firefly Funhouse on Raw the next night, uh, you see like Mr. Rogers, uh, the Mr. Rogers version of Bray Wyatt talking to the puppets, and he introduces a new friend of theirs, Smiley, fucking jacket wearing, 18 abs, Finn Balor. His soul is now stuck inside the Firefly Funhouse. Um, and that story will continue on from there. But, you know, I don't need to keep fantasy. Bo- fa- yeah. I, I don't need to keep fantasy booking after tonight. So that's what happens. Yeah, I really like that idea. Like, I'm just going to go because I also kept that match because it genuinely just seems like a good idea. My idea for it, which I don't know if it, uh, yours is probably slightly better, but I'll still I'll say my idea was that Finn Balor makes his entrance as Mr. Smiles, um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Throbbing Abs. And um, and they're then so, they're so throbbing. Ugh. But then, <laughs> but then Firefly, I can't say either. Jesus, Firefly Funhouse. Is that right? There's a lot of there's a lot of F's. There's in a the, lot like... of F's going on in there. Um, Bray comes out, actually comes out live. To the, he then tries to talk Finn out of facing the fiend, and then obviously Bray goes spooky. Lights go flash. And I don't know if you could do it quick enough to where it doesn't seem like just nonsense, but then somehow Bray appears behind Finn as the Fiend. And the match literally lasts. I I genuinely think the Fiend should squash Finn. And usually, like, outside of jokey Lacey Evans stuff, um, I'm not huge on squash matches unless they're completely necessary. But I think the Fiend should win this easily in a couple of minutes. Like, oh, yeah, a, cu- sure. a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes most. Like, um, but I'd quite like, I really want to see Firefly, <laughs> Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt live in front of an audience. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, like Mr. Rogers one. Yeah, where he's like Ro- in the sweater vest. Call him, yeah, I'm just going to call him Mr. Rogers from that one. But yeah, I'd like to see Mr. Rogers Bray make, Debut, try and talk Finn out of the Fiend, facing the Fiend. Then have Bray go spooky, lights go, and then somehow turns into the Fiend. But you'd have to kind of do that quickly. And I don't know how you... Like, I don't know if he could do the costume change inside, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, if anything like that, there could be, like, a segment backstage, like, just before the match to give them a couple minutes because Finn Balor's entrance takes fucking three minutes or whatever so like uh you yeah, can have maybe Finn like walking come, to the maybe, ring yeah maybe bray comes out first as mr rogers does the promo and then disappears when finn makes his entrance and then appears as the fiend or something yeah i mean anything's possible i like where your head's at though for that uh, i think that's a it's a it's pretty cool well, i think it's just a good idea because we also know that uh, to continue being serious, um, we also know that Finn has been granted time off after SummerSlam. Yeah, so exactly. We know for a couple of months he's not going to be on TV. So because hey. he's marrying the hottest woman in South America. Well, well, she's gorgeous. 
That's one of the ones where the men go like, oh, for fuck's sake. And they go, oh, you, you fancy her? And you go, no, I fancy him. <laughs> I mean, he is just... He's tasty, isn't he? I mean, delectable comes to mind. <laughs> Speaking of delectable, Christian 24-7 champion is walking backstage. And that's where uh, I'm not going to take much of the realism out of the fact that I'm well aware that Christian is and will not be allowed to take bumps, uh, given the things that he's talked about on this podcast about where his head's at, literally where his head's at. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's walking backstage and he gets rolled up all of a sudden whilst he's being smug during an interview with random robotic interviewer number four. Um, and he is rolled up by Edge of all <gasps> people. The rated the rated R superstar <laughs> rolls up and is Edge. Chimmel there? Is Chimmel there to announce that he's the new champion? If Edge is there, Tony Chimmel is there. Like it's not even like you cut. Like no, if Tony Chimmel's not there, this doesn't happen, and Edge isn't allowed on the show. I like again. I like where your head's at. Yeah. So rolled up. Well, I presume Christian will be okay to take a roll up. Um, but yeah, one, two, three, new 24 seven champion, the rated R superstar edge. And that will take us into our next match. And it's only the goddamn United States championship match. And you know what? On raw, Jimmy, we had all those people in that match, didn't we? Mm -hmm. We had Rey Mysterio. We had Andrade. We had Cesaro. We had... Ricochet. We had the other one. Who was Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn. And we're gonna forget that that match happened on Raw. That match never happened. Okay. Because everyone is in one match, and it's elimination, and it's just all of them. Oh, cool! I like you that. You know what? I no, like no, 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 no. It's not elimination. It's a ladder match. I don't, don't. care about Money in the Bank. I don't, I don't care about it i'm putting them all one ladder match u.s title aj styles Rey mysterio andrade cesaro Sami Zayn. the uh, one i forgot already <laughs> who, who am i forgetting ricochet probably uh big trev flippy trev all, all six all six of them uh yeah all of them all... they all have names and tony chimmel is now the announcer uh, you got, yeah. So you got, so you got AJ Styles, Big Dick Tony, Sami Zayn, Ricochet, um, Rey Mysterio, and uh, Andrade. Amas. Yes. Yeah, and Zelina Vega's obviously going to be there. Uh, yeah, doing, doing her thing. Yeah, yeah. She'll do. She'll do a Harakarana in some very tight leggings. And um, hand, hand, hands where I can see them. <laughs> We're not going near her. Like you know who her husband is. Dude. He could he could kick my head off from here, and I'm yeah. thousands of miles away. <laughs> he's he's from he's from the Netherlands. I'm sure he can hunt you down in the UK. Oh yeah, because but like I'll probably be in Amsterdam at some point. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, like that's Alistair, Alistair Black doesn't need me. Alistair Black's coming up later. Like we don't need him now, so I ain't going nowhere near. Plus, I don't think like, I'm pretty sure she can look after herself. 
She yeah. seems kind. Of, she seems kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna quote uh, a a pretty pretty fun show from Comedy Central here, uh, Workaholics. Uh, she puts the fear of God into my boner. Um, it's called a fear erection. Yeah, I remember. Um, she was. They did a ride along episode, and it was her and Andrade. And that's when I was first like, Christ, Andrade doesn't know English. <laughs> yeah, he's working on it though. He's working on it. Yeah, he's obviously working hard on it. But when this is to talk, I was like, holy shit, okay, this is why they aren't pushing him all the way. <laughs> so, hmm. And then, um, and she was just in a fucking foul mood the whole episode because no one, when you watch Ride Along, like it's very rare any of them give a fuck. Like they're just angry that they have to do. Do you watch it? I've watched a handful of episodes here or there. Right. I don't really keep up on it. They're always just pissed off that they have to do this show. Like, and it's so obvious. Yeah, because think, they have to, like, watch their mouth, and they can't really just do whatever oh, they want no. to do. Some of them don't. Like, some of them are just swearing like sailors, like, the whole... And they're just beeping it out the whole time. And they're just so... There's one where they made Chris Jericho and Mark Henry do it, and they were both at the start like, yeah, we usually travel on our own. And they were both like... Yeah, but we've got to do this fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they were That's both awesome. like, yeah, we don't really travel together either. And, Mark, and they're both like, yeah, we get on, but we don't travel. We travel alone. But yeah, but we have to do the fucking show. <laughs> and um, the only person who cared ever was Elias um, made them get a limo for him to do it. And he just did a concert the entire episode in the back of his guitar. That's pretty funny. It was, but Ride Along is... I don't even remember what I said. Ladder match. Yeah, and, uh, six, six way ladder match for the. Uh, AJ's not gonna. AJ's not gonna win because I want Almas to win. It's not not a bad shout. I just want him to win. I want him to rip off Rey Mysterio's mask, have his hand inside Rey Mysterio's mask whilst he takes the title off the hook. So he uses Rey Mysterio's mask like a, like an oven glove. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's sat in the middle of the ladder. I want him to do Eddie Guerrero's little shimmy and then put on Rey Mysterio's mask. That'd be excellent. Because I just want, I want to see the heat. Because they're in Canada, aren't they? Yes. So I, I just want to hear the heat if he does Rey, Eddie Guerrero's little shimmy, which he's been doing anyway. So I presume he's asked permission. Otherwise, he's an arsehole. And, uh, and then I want him to put on Rey Mysterio's mask. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Sounds like it'd be fun. Um, or, or the alternative is I want Zelina and Almas to recreate Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth's rest, uh, celebration when they got back together, just for no reason. Yeah, why, why the fuck not, right? Yeah, I don't know. Or just punt kick a kid in the front row and scream, I'm the champion now. I'm the champion now. Yeah, but look into my eyes. I'm the champion now. Yeah, and then they go, I don't know if that's racist, Andrade. Yeah, it's all right. Eh, it's It'll be all right. Um, so <laughs> my United States Championship match is a triple threat match. Uh, AJ Styles defending against Sami Zayn and Ricochet, um, where that match did happen in my universe, but uh, Sami Zayn and Ricochet ended up like pinning each other at the same time after a hard-fought battle. Um, so this match became a triple threat and Sami Zayn wins the United States championship because I need Sami Zayn to win something sometime ever. I yeah, am a Sami Zayn guy. Yeah, I kind of, because I don't watch the TV, I kind of forgot Sami Zayn existed. 
(laughs) (laughs) So um, it'd be nice if he won something because he doesn't. Um, Yeah, I find find AJ. I don't know. How do you feel about AJ Styles? Because I find him a bit boring. I like him way better as a heel, for sure. I think it's just because I used to watch TNA like every week. So I find it the same with Samoa Joe, where I'm kind of like, I've watched their act not change for like a decade and more. So yeah. I'm just kind of like, it's the same with Samoa Joe. Like I just find like, yeah, I watched this when you guys were better. <laughs> like, and this is when like you guys were younger and able to do more shit. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, so backstage we go at this point and it's it's our friend the rated r superstar and he's obviously the 24 7 champion at this point and he's just in catering just chatting to some chatting to some like some lower car chat you know he's chatting to he's chatting to the major brothers Kurt okay. Hawkins, Zack Ryder, obviously the edgeheads. edgeheads reunion yeah yeah they're having a talk about how the edgeheads like it was like oh you really kick-started our career and they're just like yeah we had some fun times when we like conned vicky guerrero into marrying me and they were like, yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then <laughs> they realized that um, Zach and Kurt are both just staring at Edge. And Edge is like, oh, shit. And um, <laughs> for some reason where I said that, that just set up the Siri on my phone. <laughs> I, I, heard, I, heard, I heard the little... Like did yeah, in the I background just come up and I was like, what did I say? <laughs> I have I have no I have no search for Oh shit. Maybe series like shit, this is such a good idea. Oh shit, it's Vince McMahon listening. That's he's yeah, listening. that's what it is. He's listening to this and he's rewriting SummerSlam. Apparently, um Vince McMahon called in the entire creative staff for uh SmackDown Live. According to Ryan Satan or Satin, whatever the fuck his name is, from Fightful. Uh, earlier today, Vince McMahon called in the entire creative staff for SmackDown Live to rewrite tonight's SmackDown Live episode. So, RIP SmackDown Live. Uh, poor Eric. Yeah. Uh, how must he be fit? But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, so then Kurt and Zach, they're staring daggers at Edge. Edge is like, oh, shit. And that's where... Um, they try and take down Edge, but they both they're both on top of him. So obviously the referees like counts to three and then it's like, oh, who's the champion? So then they have to fight amongst themselves and then the referees are, oh no, you're both champion. And that's when out of nowhere, Drake Maverick's wife kicks Kurt Hawkins in the nuts and Drake Maverick rolls up Zack Ryder for the one, two, three. And Drake Maverick is a 24-7 champion again at this point. Okay. So he comes in, he celebrates, he does a he's like, oh, let's go consummate, or whatever it is. And um, and that leads us into, obviously, from sex to sexy, it's the Raw Tag Team Championship match on my show. And out come your boys, the Hardys. Jeff's back. And I don't even know if they're on Raw. But I'm gonna in my universe they're on Raw. I think they're on SmackDown, but it, it we're fantasy booking. It doesn't matter. Fuck, doesn't matter. Who cares? So out they come, and it's the Hardy Boys against California. Those guys. Yeah, against um the it was meant to be the Usos, but they got arrested on the way to the arena. So that's awkward. 
Um, and the Hardys so, so wait, wait, so one team that had one guy get arrested gets replaced by another team that had one guy get arrested recently. Yeah, but everyone's happy that Jeff's back from injury. Fair point. Fair point. Carry on. MP, like, um, Jeff Hardy's responsible for his own personal actions, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he wasn't driving a car at the time, so, you know. Yeah, he was just drunk in a hallway. I'm always drunk in a hallway. I'm constantly drunk in hallways. Yeah, like, I don't even need to be in a hallway to be drunk. Exactly, like, yeah. Like, sort your laws out wherever he was. North um, Carolina. Yeah, sort your, like, how can, you be, how can you be the home of Ric Flair and have such weird laws on being drunk? Because I'm sure he, he got those changed himself. <laughs> He's actually the reason they happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, we had this guy here like 40 years ago. He lived here, and I mean, we had to shut down so many of his parties, we had to change the laws in the state, you know. Yeah, so what was I saying? Oh, so it's the Hardys v. California uh, v. The Revival uh, in a, just a triple threat. You know what? Triple threat tornado tag. I don't, I don't, no tagging in. I hate the rules on triple threat tags. Wait, it's like two people are in the ring. Rah, 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 rah. Um, so we're just going all out on this. It's a hardcore match. And I'm just going to have California keep the titles because I like them. Yeah, they're uh, good. Yeah, they get like 15 minutes. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just good, good old fashioned fun. And at this point, also, it's worth noting. There is a couple that look mysteriously like Drake Maverick and his wife in the front row cosplaying as the Dudley boys. Ooh, intrigue. Worth noting. And the camera mysteriously pans to them quite often. As they do. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's my next match. What have you got for us? Uh, I'm going to keep the rumored match of Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus. Um, There's going to be Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus. Um, Did you tell me about this? Yeah, you told me about this yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, It's like a rumored match. I mean, no one's going to hear yesterday's episode. So, yeah, it is rumored (laughs) that uh, Trish Stratus, uh, she's going to be appearing on SmackDown tonight. And uh, she's going to appear on the King's Court, which I think is going to be interesting because, like, Jerry Lawler, like, said a lot of really, like, insane things about Trish Stratus back in the 90s. So, like, why would... Never mind. Puppies. Yeah, puppies. Woo. Um, uh, Charlotte Flair versus Trish. uh, And Charlotte's going to be trying to wrestle Trish the whole time, but Trish is just going to be, like, fucking with her. And, like, Trish will, like, distract the referee. So, like, Lita runs in, does her stupid little fucking moonsault, hits her with the fucking... Twisted face. I mean, this. This whole match is shenanigan central, and Tristratus gets the win over Charlotte, and Charlotte has a fucking heart attack, and just like is like so pissed off that she couldn't beat Trish. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Actually, sounds really good. Yeah, yeah, Um, it'd be fun. better, Better than that bullshit I said about Lacey Evans. Eh, all right. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to put the SmackDown women's title in at this point. And I don't really know what's going on. Uh, so I'm just going to do Bailey 
V, and I'm just going to keep it as Ember Moon. Um, in my universe, though, Bailey gets to win, and then obviously back she comes. It's uh, Sasha Banks. All right, yeah. Does some celebrating, turns heel. Oh no, no, no! I'm going to do it instead. Does some celebrating. Bailey's going to know it's coming. Sasha's going to try and turn. Well, she's going to turn heel. She's going to attack Bailey, but then Bailey's going to dodge it, and then hit the Bailey. To... No, forget it. Sasha's going to come in and celebrate, and then Bailey's going to turn heel. Okay. On Sasha Banks, and just beat the shit out of Sasha Banks, and then she's going to. Her music's going to be playing. There's going to be the wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube men, which for some reason is way easier to say than Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And then uh, she's going to walk up the ramp, do a little sarcastic celebration. And she's just going to pull, like, a knife out of her pocket and just start knifing the wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flaming tube men. All right, I like it. cutting them open, deflating them. And then she's just going to take her hair out of her stupid um, sideways ponytail, mess it up and just be like, fuck you, Sasha, you left me. You I, left me to deal with this bullshit. They just rewrit the whole show. And then just walk to the back. Because it's what Sasha deserves for deserting her. And I dig that. I dig that a whole hell of a lot because it turns that whole thing up on its head. And it's definitely a more interesting place to go considering Bailey has not been getting the reaction that she used to get. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see her try and be a heel. It would be really funny if she... <laughs> it would be really funny just to watch her knife the inflatable men yeah yeah <laughs> because there'd probably be some just kids crying in the front row <laughs> yeah and like streamers can come out of them but like all red streamers so like when she stabs it it looks like it's like bleeding everywhere no red streamers but the streamers are also on fire red fiery streamers i dig it i'm with it They're literally on fire we've reached uh the top of the card here and uh the first of my th- it's a it's a triple main event of the evening because that makes all the sense in the world. Um, the first one is Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in an I quit match. But the loser not only quits the match, they quit the company. Um, and Kevin Owens just no sells all of Shane McMahon's offense and like beats the fuck out of him. I mean, stunners from wall to wall, uh, Shane rolls out of the ring. He gets, he gets an apron bomb. He gets thrown back into the ring. He gets a pop, a power bomb. He gets a stunner. He gets thrown back out of the ring, rinse, wash, repeat thrown through a table. I mean, just massacred on massacred on massacred on massacred. And like, eventually Shane doesn't even get to quit. He, uh, the referees just come over and see that he's literally like dead brain dead from being like massacred so heavily. And Kevin Owens just wins. And we never have to see Shane McMahon pretend to be the best in the world ever again. Let me run an idea past you because Um, I've got the same match because I do like it. Um, What if it was, I think it's probably going to end up being no DQ because it's Shane McMahon. And yeah, kind of this would bear in mind that like, we all say like, Oh, because it's Shane McMahon, he's also nearly 50. So yeah, <laughs> he exactly, does need, yeah. he does need some shenanigans. What if it was a street fight, extreme rules, hardcore, whatever you call it. Kevin Owens is literally killing Shane McMahon for like five, five to 10 minutes. He's just beating the piss out of him. Out comes Elias. Out comes, um, who Drew. else with Shane? Drew. Out comes Drew. 
and then they start to hammer on him. Shane McMahon looks like he's about to win, and then the glass breaks, and out comes Stone Cold Steve Austin. That would be with a, with a absolutely chair. insane. With a chair, he hits like the only trouble is you're like Elias is a character, so he can get away with it. Um, Drew maybe not. Well, it's Stone Cold, so I don't think people care so much. Chair galore, chair to Elias, chair to Drew. The match ends with a simultaneous stunners to Drew and Elias, and then a stunner to Shane. Shane does that weird thing that people sometimes do on the stunner where they don't fall over, turns around, a stunner from Steve, does it again, and then a final stunner from Kevin, and then one, two, three. I'm all about it. All about it. So you have the three on one, even. I don't. I doubt it would happen because I don't think when you hear Steve Austin talk about wrestling, like he doesn't seem like he he likes going back, but he doesn't want to be really be involved in storylines. Yeah, um, he he's said several times that he does think that, like other than the like reunion stuff, like he's done, done. You know. Well, he's the only person from memory that's never come back. Like, he, he left in 2003. Like, he's not had another match since 2003. Yeah, he's done. He's been done. So I think the only alternative is that you get... You could give Braun the spot. Nah, don't worry about it. Don't even uh, worry about it. Maybe just have Kevin win. Yeah, just, have, have, Kevin, just have Kevin destroy him. You know what? The alternative thing you could do is backstage. Because you do, if you're making it no DQ, you also do need to have a reason why Drew and Elias don't get involved. Uh, maybe backstage Kevin attacks Elias, which is realistic because Elias is a character more than he is a wrestler. The trouble is getting Drew out the picture because Drew is still a badass. Yeah, I guess. Uh, could you bring Taker back to take care of Drew? But then... Uh, yeah, I guess you could have, you could have, uh, like Taker, like the gong goes off and like Drew just sort of like is staring off. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah, sort of staring at the entranceway. What about the, oh, the devil's favorite demon? Just a cane. Let's bring back Kane. You know what? In my universe, it's Kevin Owens v. Shade and Steve Austin saves Kevin Owens. Yeah, I yeah. think that'd be great. I think it would show because everyone keeps going, oh, um, oh, it'd be really cool if we Steve Austin hand the stunner over to Kevin Owens. And he just like, like Steve Austin invented it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so synonymous. Or we bring, oh, you know what? What they should do? Because they got the link already with the big dog. Already. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, who? The big dog. Oh, are are you talking about Roman Reigns? Big dog. Now, Reigns. now I get okay. Now I get what you're saying. He's not bad. Realize the beat him down, and we hear it. We hear it for the first time since he fucked CM Punk. If yes, so man. And it's the Rock and Roman Reigns. And then Shane McMahon just gets like. Murdered, 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 murdered. Ah, uh, yeah, the big dog, the the big dog with the big spear, and the rock with his punchy elbows in a spine buster, and then uh, and then all three of them just ah, oh, just annihilate Shane McMahon, and we left. <laughs> it seemed really good. The Rock, Roman Reigns, and Kevin Owens just standing over Shane McMahon. 
That'd Fuck, be great. I'm really into that. Siri. Siri, send that to Vince. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, on to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. The champion, Kofi Kingston. Uh, I'm going to have him face the the obvious man, the man himself. Uh, Randall, Randall Keith, Randall Keith, Randall, Randall Keith. Na, 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 na. Randall, Randall Keith wins the title because Kofi's really boring. <laughs> uh, ra- yeah, I'm gonna, they're probably going to have a decent match. I'm just going to... I said it on the... Uh, fuck, what was the show called? Not Backlash. Stomping Grounds. Um, Stomping Grounds and Extreme Rules. I think Kofi's really dull. Um, they're probably going to have a good match. Don't care. And uh, yeah, Randy Orton's going to win. RKO. Bring back the punt. No, you know what? I want him to hit the RKO. I want him to shout stupid and then pin him. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be great. Like uh, the, the promo on Tuesday was uh, was so, so cool. Uh, like last week, they had a promo uh, where Kofi Kingston called Randy Orton out. Randy Orton essentially said that it was like his fault that Ali got injured, which is the reason why Kofi Kingston got into the elimination chamber, which led to him becoming WWE champion. And like the only reason Kofi Kingston is still champion is because Randy Orton hasn't decided to take it from him yet. And I have the same match. I think this is the time where Kofi Kingston needs to, you know, really like finish his ascent to being a good WWE champion or just give it to fucking Randy Orton, have him hold it till the Fox deal starts. Like just yeah. have him, I think have just him be in the face of SmackDown for a few months. The one thing with Kofi is, um, and I know I've said this a few times, I probably said it last night, but on the show that you shall never hear. Um, but I think Kofi just feels like, he just feels like a tag guy that happens to have a singles title because he's not changed it up. He's just still New Day Kofi Kingston, which some people really like, and I get that, and I'm not. Joe, when I say this, I'm not saying he's a bad champion. I'm saying I don't, I don't personally enjoy him being champion. Um, I the one thing I would like to add for my fancy booking thing is they've been bringing back a lot of things and trying to get edgier. I really want Randy Orton to bring back the pump kick. Yeah, I think like I if would he... love to see that one because that was the thing. I'd love it if because that was the spot. If you've not heard the stupid, stupid story, basically it was Randy Orton v Kofi in a match. Kofi was supposed to stay down for the punt kick, but he obviously forgot the spot or something because he just got up. So Randy Orton went up to him, did a couple of things, hit a really brutal RKO where he properly dragged him to the floor and then pinned him. But that obviously, presumably that wasn't the planned ending. Kofi was meant to take the punt kick and forgot. So that's where the stupid, stupid things comes from. If you don't know where that came from. So I would love it if Randy won with the punk kick and he finally got a hit. (laughs) Just to just to to build on that a little bit. I think when Randy Orton comes out, he should be like his head is all shaved again. I'd say good. (laughs) Yeah. Like he comes out like that, like that 2009 version of Randy Orton where he was like 
proper like disgusting sickening and like as the match goes on like they're having a good match they're having a good match they're having a good match but then randy just becomes more and more and more unhinged and he does like the draping ddt he hits him with like the the rko and like he like pulls him up like after he pins him for the rko so like he pins him but like pulls him up at like two and a half and then like he beats him down a little bit walks back and then hits him with the punt kick and screams in his face like i fucking told you you fucking asshole or whatever and and he just like destroys him with this this punt kick and then like pins him super easily um new day comes out to like check on their boy and like orton rkos the shit out of them like onto their onto the wwe title and then like he just like sort of like naito where like he would take the belt and like throw it around or whatever that's how Orton is with the belt. Like he just, it's not even about the belt anymore. It's just about like being better than everybody. So like, he's just throwing the belt down the ramp and walking off. Like, you know, like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. That'd be really, you know, it'd be, uh, Max is kind of disrespecting the title, but I was just thinking Randy Orton wins, but never takes the title. Like he just, from what you were saying, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if, but Randy was the wrong character for that. I think if like the fiend, won the title you could get away with that because of the character but i think randy would probably keep it but yeah that'd be really cool it would kind of just feels like because they're trying to drag it up and make it an everlasting story because on the internet it's obviously been a story where it's like oh kofi would have done this 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 and this if it wasn't for randy orton um which is probably true and maybe that's why they're doing it as kind of a shoot angle because orton's probably said privately yeah it kind of was on me but um It'll be a good match. I just don't. I I don't think it'll be interesting apart from the ending. Yeah, I I think I I'm pretty sure that he, uh, Kofi's gonna end up keeping it, like in you know the real world or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. You Let's know, get it, punk kit. Let's get a punk kit back, bro. Let's get it back. We're bringing back everything else. We had blood last night, apparently, according to the internet, which was fucking furious. Like when I woke up and I was the internet was just angry because Seth Rollins might have not bled because he was probably faking it. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that maybe uh, say like say for example, like Kofi does win, um, in the real world, Kofi does win. I feel like then if Orton snaps and then hits him with the punt kick, you know, to like sort of elongate the feud a little bit for a couple months, I think it could work. Yeah, I mean, why don't we to fancy book even further? Because the punt kick, the point of the punt kick was it would take people out for an extended period of time. Like whoever took the punt kick wasn't on TV for a while. Why don't they write off Kofi for a bit, and then you could build to a feud with like you could do a first feud for Orton as champion, leading up to the big match at Survivor Series with like an Xavier Woods or a Big E. Ooh, I, I like Big E versus Orton. Big That'd E, be fun. yeah, we you could do that as a WWE title because obviously the Universal title is the one that main events generally. Pretty much, but, yeah. When when yeah, but if the feud's good enough, then it'll it'll main event ahead of the Universal title. But like, um, why don't we why don't you do that? Take Kofi out of commission for a bit, give him a wee bit of time off that the guy probably really wants after thirteen years on the main roster. And then uh, when we get, like, Big E V Orton at the next couple of pay-per-views. 
Yeah, I mean, I I honestly have no problem with that. That sounds fucking fantastic. That she generally does. Siri, send to Vince. (laughs) Siri is not listening. Um, But, yeah, like, what did you have for your WWE Championship match? Were you the same? The same, yeah. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Uh, The only difference I had was that, like, Orton comes out with the shaved head and he gets, like, progressively more, like, like maniacal and just sort of, like, mean throughout the match. And then he ends up, like, I mean, I have him winning as well, but I also like the idea that Kofi, like, just barely scrapes by and then Orton punt kicks him at the end. And uh, because uh, Kofi Kingston's still part of the New Day, um, the, the like Big E just goes, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold the title for my boy, and I'm gonna fucking put Randy Orton out now because he put Kofi out, and then uh, Orton ends up beating Big E after they have like a, a couple matches together. That would be good. Um, so at my SummerSlam backstage, we go. We're we're back. We're backstage, and uh, Drake Maverick, twenty four seven champion, and his wife, they're heading off somewhere, and Drake Maverick's super excited. Because they 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 gonna they gonna fuck. Say so Drake say so Drake Maverick thinks, but what actually happens is he has this private room in the arena. He's getting he's getting all ready. We're kind of recreating the scene from the other week where he thought he was gonna get some, and then our truth interrupted. But who interrupts this time, Jimmy? No one, because it's his wife in wrestling gear, and she rolls him up for the one two three. Runs out the room. And whatever his wife is called, who I think is called Renee. Yeah, Renee Hill, Renee something. Let's call her um, Renee Dupree. Renee Dupree is now the 24-7 champion. She starts doing the the, the French tickler on the way out of the room. The little dance yeah. that he used to do. Well, obviously. like, <laughs> And yeah, she runs out of the room, but straight into the woman's right. And one, oh, two, three. Lacey Evans is a double champion. Oh, my God. And she takes the opportunity because she was busy doing an interview off camera. But as Rene Dupree runs past, boom, she takes her chance because you are always prepared. One, two, three. Lacey Evans is a 24-7 champion as well. As well. Building um, off of that, building off of that, she starts walking away and she walks into Baron Corbin, who end of days is her in, in the back, like on the ground. And like, because that's like his new thing now. That's what I'm just going to make that a thing in our little fantasy universe here where Baron Corbin just w- goes around and uses the end of days on women. And then he becomes 24 seven champion. And as he goes to run away, super kick Dolph Ziggler is 24 seven champion. Ba-boom. Yeah. And as he gets up, super kick, and Shawn Michaels is the new 24-7 champion. But then as he gets up, super kick, and Nick Jackson is the new 24-7 <laughs> champion. And as he gets up, super kick, and Jey Uso is the new 24-7 champion. But as he gets up, super kick, and the other Jackson is the 24-7 champion. And as he gets up, can you guess what's coming, Jimmy? The other Uso. No, Rock Bottom and The Rock is the new 24-7 champion. Well, Superkick and then a Rock Bottom? No, no Superkick. The Rock doesn't do Superkicks. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. as he gets up, Superkick and Rikishi <laughs> is the 
is the new 24-7 champion. And it's just a pile of muscle and men. Just like none of their shoulders were down because they're all piled on top of each other. But the refereeing's not great these days. And then as Rikishi gets up, super kick. And the other young buck that I haven't said yet. No, you said both of them, I think, right? Okay, uh, Pentagon Junior, twenty-four-seven <laughs> champion. I'm running out of people to do super kicks, and as he gets up, super kick. Adam Cole, Marty Janetti. Shut the fuck up. He's the new twenty-four-seven champion. In between, wondering if it's okay to have sex with his own daughter. <laughs> he is I've never, I've never said this. I think before in my life, but. What kind of fucking... This is bollocks at this point, my friend. (laughs) One, two, three. Marty Jannetty is his new 24-7 champion. But as he gets up, super kick. And, um... Fuck, I've run out of people to do super kicks. Who else has a super kick for me? Tajiri is the new 24-7 champion. And uh, disappears in a... Uh, a die hatsu. Uh, as Tajiri as is running away, he gets black masked, and Alistair Black walks away with the title. Oh yeah, I did say he was on my card. <laughs> Didn't put him in a match. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to help you out. All right, buddy. I'm here to help you. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. That's a really good yeah. idea. Hang on, Siri. What was it that set Siri off? Because every time I say Siri, it doesn't go off. I have no idea. I have no idea. You, we, I, we were just talking about something, and then, boom, uh, Siri yeah. is like, dunk. Yeah, stupid Siri. What are you like, eh? What are you like? And then super kick. And Siri wins the title. Carmella is the new 24-7 champion over Alistair Black. And so she walks away champion and there are 14 bodies piled on top of each other (laughs) and and a 15th one which is alistair black just next to them and there we go and carmella is woman's right and lacey evans is a two-time 24 7 champion and that leads us into the universal title match which is not seth rollins who is absent by design on this show and uh, Seth, if you're listening, I don't like you. And Jimmy, do you like Seth Rollins? Uh, as of late, no. Okay. None of us like you. I don't want you on SummerSlam, so you're not there by design. Um, out comes Brockington, Big Brock, Big Bastard Brock Lesnar, uh, with his tw- with his Universal Title and his Paul Heyman. And, uh, yeah, they come out. They do their intro because Seth, whatever happened on Raw this week, I'm keeping. And is going to keep Seth Rollins off of SummerSlam legitimately. Yeah, same. I, I, up up till right now, I have pretty much the same thing where Seth, he got murdered on Monday Night Raw. And, uh, you know, logic would dictate that after you get, like, nine F5s, like, into chairs and ring posts and gurneys and... Whatever else, you're not going to be there. You're not going to be there. So he needs an opponent. So I'm going to do some trolling at this point to the crowd. The crowd are like, oh, who's going to be the opponent? It can't be anyone. Big dog. Bow wow. Bow wow. 
Bam, Roman, better than Seth. Dean is no longer here. Sweaty man, tattoos. He's in Hobbs and Shaw. He likes The Rock. He was on the show earlier. Nathan forgot about what he said. But Roman's back. He was on the show earlier. Um, the crowd are going to be super pissed about this, obviously. It's by design, and I'm kind of sacrificing Roman at this point, because shock the system. And then the lights go out, and that's when they attack. Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly attack. And they sweep the ring. They're just numbers game on Roman and Brock. Put Roman through and announce the table as quick as they can, and then back onto Brock Lesnar, and then out comes... Uh, with his rap, the rap from the last takeover, I want him to have his own distinct music because I want to make sure people identify that the fact that Adam Cole, baby, is, yeah, baby, is important. So he has that rap that uh, was his name, Joshua Williams, Josiah Williams, uh, whatever his name is, who did live at the takeover last time. That was really really good. Um, he then comes out, and Adam Cole is the replacement. And Adam Cole wins the Universal title from Brock Lesnar, obviously thanks to the help of the other Undisputed era. But I think that gets away with the size difference because the size difference is gigantic. So you kind of need to do something to get. And also establish the fact that we're bringing Adam Cole up as a heel, even though he's beating the quote-unquote heel Brock Lesnar. And there, the Undisputed Era, just destroy Roman. I'm talking Shield 2012 levels of destruction, Nexus levels. Like, they go properly. We are making sure that this ring and this set is destroyed. They destroy Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. All four of them. Just pound on them. And then the match is made official. The bell rings. Adam Cole, Shining Wizard, 1-2-3, Universal Champion. And the SummerSlam ends with the Undisputed Era. Wow. All right. Uh, that's that's pretty insane. Oh, he's also still NXT champion. He wins of course. The take. He wins a takeover as well. Okay. So a little little bonus fantasy booking there. Yeah, he's gonna win a takeover against uh, Johnny Johnny Wrestling, and uh, yeah, he's gonna be the first person to hold both belts. All right. Um. So, uh, my universal title match, uh, as, as I've said, uh, Seth Rollins gets murdered, uh, in cold blood on Monday Night Raw and, uh, Brock, uh, comes out, no Paul Heyman. He just comes out, he walks out into the center of the ring, does his little, like, jaunty little, like, hopping around little motion, right? And, uh, Paul Heyman then comes out, Paul Heyman says, you know, Brock, like, you don't have an opponent. Um, but what you do have is another one of my clients, Cesaro. And oh. Cesaro walks out, pops in his mouth guard, and these two fucking refrigerator of men just, like, batter each other for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Um, and, I mean, they're just going like ham on one another just destroying one another 
Um, and eventually, uh, Cesaro just, he comes up and from Brock is about to do the F5 and Cesaro lands on his feet and uppercuts Brock Lesnar, legitimately knocking him out. And Cesaro walk, runs away with the universal title, new universal champion, big Dick Tony himself. Wow. Big Dick Tony. And it, it ends with uh, Cesaro holding the belt over his head and and Paul Heyman laughing maniacally uh, as he has now taken the title from two different men and is really just running that whole scene by, you know, wheeling and dealing and being shifty like he likes to be. So... Back to that's that sounds awesome, but back to my SummerSlam. I might have just said the show ends with the Undisputed Era, but I'd actually forgotten a match. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna yes and this to be my main event. So Adam Cole has just won a Universal Championship, but who's not been on my show in any way or capacity, Jimmy? I don't know. There's been so many people I've lost track. Yeah, there's been like everyone from Rikishi to Edge, but um, it's Charlotte Flair. So I am going to bring in the real world suggestion that you had, which may well be real. Or I don't know, you might just be making shit up. And that's Charlotte Flair v. Trish Stratus. And that's going to actually be my main event. Out comes Trish, out comes huge big pop for the Canadian. Out comes Charlotte. They're having a submissions match for the main event. And uh, Trish Stratus is going to heal. She's going to be the big heavy heel. She's going to try her best, but Charlotte's going to win with the figure eight and she's going to celebrate. And that thing that I said earlier about the other two horsewomen coming out, well, the other horsewomen's going to appear because SummerSlam's actually going to end with Shayna Baszler. She's going to come out and choke out Charlotte Flair, destroy Charlotte Flair um, as big as possible. And that's how my SummerSlam's going to end. It's going to end with Shayna. Damn! So I'm, call- I'm calling up all the motherfuckers. I don't want NXT to have a roster by the end of this. Well, I NXT was- is so deep. Like, their roster is so deep that, like, taking Shayna and the Undisputed Era and whomever else, like, it's really, like, y- there's plenty of people still down there. Yeah, pretty much. So my card is the Viking experience destroying Sam Roberts, which I forgot about until I just read it. (laughs) (laughs) Gulak and Chad Gable, Shinsuke v. Ali v. Dunn, the I-Iconics against Kabuki Warriors, Lacey Evans against Bailey, The Fiend against Finn Balor, and Jolade Cien Alamas beating the other people for the US title, the Hardy Boys beating the Revival, and no, sorry, California beating the Hardy Boys and the Revival, Bailey beating Ember Moon and then turning heel and shanking or stabbing uh, the inflatable people. Randy Orton beating Kofi Kingston with the punt kick and uh, what did I just say? The Undisputed Era debuting and killing Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and Charlotte Flair beating Trish Stratus only to be jumped by Shayna Baszler. I forgot about the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. But you know what, Jimmy? It's not on the card. You're not always guaranteed a spot. And that's, something yep. the, that's something the wrestlers need to learn. Like, you might be the New Day, but like, 
you're going to be on, you're probably going to come out with Kofi. Those guys are fine. And I don't even remember who heavy sheet machinery are apart from the one that goes Tucker. That's, that would be Otis. Yeah. And I did also take the Hardy boys from SmackDown and I don't remember any other SmackDown tag. Daniel Bryan's not on this show. Apparently. No. Yeah, no. What a, what a fucking roster WWE has. I forgot like Daniel Bryan, <laughs> but Christian's on here. <laughs> yeah. Christian wins a belt and like it's all over the place. Um, let's oh, see. And Sh- Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens. I forgot about that because I bought The Rock back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many people on this card, so much money being spent on this card. Um, some of my matches were uh, Charlotte versus Trish, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon, Iconics versus Asuka and Kyrie, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ali versus Buddy Murphy. AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Ricochet, Drew Gulak versus Pete Dunne, New Day versus Heavy Machinery, Bailey, Nikki Cross, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, California versus the Revival versus the Usos, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss, and Brock Lesnar versus Cesaro. What a couple of cards that we came up here, came up with here tonight. Who's, if you had to guess, let's use Dave Meltzer. Which one of these cards do you reckon would get a overall better star rating as a show from Big Dave? Mine or yours? Ooh. Uh, I'm quite partial to mine. I like some of the stuff I did on mine. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think yours as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, mine, mine opens with a handicap match between the War Raiders and Sam Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> And I forgot about that. It's a that. first blood handicap match. Oh, shit, yeah, it's a first blood match. I forgot about that. Mine also forgets. This. I'm pretty sure I have one less match than you as well. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm i pretty sure you just sort of went as you went, and then, like, I happened to have a few minutes earlier to, like, type out a card. So, like... Oh, I have, I have a ton of 24-7 shenanigans, to be fair. Like, there's how many title checks? Oh, God, how many... Oh, God, I forgot about the big pile of men. Was <laughs> that like, was a bad scene. <laughs> I have a lot of title changes. A lot. I'm also taking AEW talent. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, oh, I wish I used Stardust. That might pop Big Dave, though. Big Dave might like that. Yeah, this is true. And Big Dave might be partial to my, um, uh, my ladder match for the US title. Yeah. Well, so, uh, God it's, damn not, it's not in Tokyo, though, so it ain't getting five stars. God damn it. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I mean, listen, uh, WWE, you know, we're we're available. We're so available for all any and all positions on the booking committee or creative or I mean, you know, just whatever. Put put us up. Uh, and as described yesterday, um, Nathan will only take three hundred thousand dollars a year. I'll take 50. So, you know, whatever you need. Yeah, like, I'm willing to negotiate on the $300,000 a year. I don't remember why I said that, but I do remember saying it. You were not you were not down to negotiate as of last night, so... Was I not? Okay. Then I will stand by 300 grand a year, <laughs> and I will join the creative team. Um, so, that you've heard... Vince has been listening. We know this because of Siri. And... Um, 
Feel free. You can have my card. You can have my card for three hundred thousand dollars. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Only three. You can have. Or you can have Jimmy's for free, but it's shit. Fuck you, man. You hear that? That's the attitude you're getting. Yeah, damn right. Yeah, he's not a yes man. Hell no. Uh, you want to rewrite SmackDown? Jimmy will rewrite SmackDown. Into- In fact, let's rewrite SmackDown right now. Show opens, pan down, interior, wherever they are. Drake Maverick and his wife, 24-7 title. Smushing in the middle of the ring for an hour and a half. Yeah, they just fuck for an hour and a half. And then you have Kevin Owens v. Uh, Dolph Ziggler for 25 minutes. Show ends. Done. There you go. That's SmackDown as well. Feel free to take that one as well, WWE. And everyone out there, feel free to take all of this with a with a whole bottle of salt. Um, this is a we we fantasy booked a thing or two. Yeah, I think we created possibly like I quite like SummerSlam 2002. This is better. Yeah, I mean this this has been this, this is quite the card. In fact, let's end it let's end it this way. What's your favorite SummerSlam? I love 1998. Uh, that was the first SummerSlam I watched live. So that one always has a pretty special place in my heart. The whole Highway to Hell thing. Is that Austin Austin Taker? Austin Taker, yeah. yeah that yeah. match wasn't particularly great because of the concussion or whatever. But just the show in general. Like, I, I really love uh, Triple H versus The Rock. And, like, uh, the, 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 that show in general was, like, okay. But, like, I really dug the entrance. Like, the Gates of Hell in MSG. And, like... It, yeah, ACDC, Highway to Hell being the theme and everything. Just fantastic. Yeah, as I said, I really like 2002. 2002's I, great, though. 2002 I like Ray, Ray V. Kurt opening, like, perhaps the best 10-minute match I've ever seen still. Yeah, for sure. Like, they, like what a debut for Ray Mysterio. Um, main event was good as well. The kind of passing the torch, I guess, is how you'd word it, of Brock Lesnar. And, yeah, uh, I thought, yeah, that's probably my favorite SummerSlam until the 11th of August, of course, where one of ours happens. One of one of ours is going to happen, ladies and gentlemen, and you're going to have to tune into the award winning WWE network that you can get right now for free if you sign up using a different email address or whatever. Um, <laughs> and you can see which one of us was truly right. Also find out who's going to be getting the punishment this month uh, when Scott and Carl will be It's Scott and Carl doing takeover, right? It is 100%. Scott and Carl are going to be reviewing takeover and their predictions will go up against me and Nathan's predictions when we review SummerSlam. And then the two losers will go and have to review something pretty terrible. Um, that's usually what we do here. Um, Oh god, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they know yet. Uh, well, you know, we have a group so chat for that. I, yeah, I was going by your, I was going by your, what you suggested, but I don't think I've told them. Yeah, oh, it'll be a nice surprise for when one of them loses. That would, that would be a great intro for the podcast. It's like, all right, well, we lost, so what are we doing? Well, here's what we're doing. <laughs> I hope you've got twelve hours free. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing, Jimmy, that I'm here at 1.30 in the morning because we're going to sit here in real time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to sit here and do live commentary for the thing that was chosen that they don't know about yet. And we're not going to say it here because it's going to be a surprise. 
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Um, follow us at Rogue underscore Opinions on the Twitters, the Instagrams. Uh, go back in our archives. We have Creator Wrestler. We have Kayfabe Court. We got pretty much everything that you could want and a whole bunch of stuff that you probably didn't know that you wanted until you hear it because it's that goddamn good. God damn it. Um, Nathan, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at Nathan Greenway. Uh, yeah, check back for the feed. Also, go take a look at Medium. Uh, it's, a, it's a website or an app for writing, basically writing articles, thoughts, and things like that. We've got Anthony Fitzpatrick doing some really, really good work over there. So go check that out. So that's Medium. Uh, go take a look at that. But at Nathan Greenway is where you can find me on Twitter. And as of course, as you already know, and if you don't know, I'm at Mr. Riot on Twitter, M-R-R-I-0-T, because Counter-Strike was a thing when I was a kid. And if you think you have something funnier than that, let me know on Twitter. That way we know you're listening. Um, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us as we killed some time here with you. Um, we'll see you guys real soon. Bye. Bye. I didn't really know what it was, but now I see what happened.